Hi there. Welcome back to another session at the Ignite Your Wellness podcast, where I help entrepreneurs reduce stress and live a more fulfilled and balanced life. Imagine how much more you could do if you felt more creative and not distracted by nagging aches and pains, focused instead of feeling anxious, or held back by other health issues just sucking your time. Hi there, welcome back. Today I'm interviewing yoga teacher Jennifer Ito. She's a yoga instructor based out of North County, San Diego. She's 500 hours certified and her classes focus on alignment and mindful movement. In this episode, we'll talk about all things yoga and how Jen finds a life balance through utilizing some of the information and through the programs that she's going through with Ignite Your Wellness how she incorporates balance in her life, owning her own business, being a yoga teacher, and having a family with two daughters, and so, so much more. So you'll hear about her health, her struggles, and how she's overcome them all. I can't wait for you to hear this. So inspiring. Enjoy. All right. Welcome, Jen. I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you. I'm happy to be here with you. Yes, I love it. Well, tell everyone who's listening a little bit about what you do and what you specialize in. Well, I'm a yoga instructor and my background, I've really focused a lot on alignment, definitely influenced heavily from Mr. Iyengar and his lineage of yoga. I've taken some specialty trainings with you and your partner. So I've also taught yoga wall therapy and pretty studied into the therapeutic qualities of yoga. So I try to impart some of that knowledge and some of the benefits of taking a more therapeutic approach to basic kind of vinyasa flow, but also taking it to the yoga wall. So that's what I really try to have in my practice. And it's worked for me. So I try and share it with those around me. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I know you practice all the styles really for yourself. How do you decide like what style to practice or what day to practice like on the wall versus a slow or scope, for example? You know, sometimes in life, it's kind of like opportunity meets chance. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, this class is going on and I'm just going to go. And there's definitely times where I come to it and I just, I'm like, you know, I'm going to get something good out of this. It's a good, healthy thing that I'm trying to bring into my life. So sometimes there's not so much planning, but then when I go through the week, to be honest, especially now that I do practice a sort of mindfulness where I plan out my week more, I'm like, you know, this got thrown out last week and I really think it would have been valuable. So I try to put some of those more challenging activities, whether I think it's harder to slow down right now or whether I think it's harder to like get you know, that cardio or maybe weightlifting, I try and put it at the beginning. And Mm -hmm. usually once I get those challenging things done, honestly, I feel really accomplished because it was hard for me to mentally get myself there. You know, they always joke around and say, oh, just getting somewhere is the hardest part, but it's true. Just getting there. And then once you show up, of course, you know, 90% of the time we all do the work. We don't like walk out halfway through that challenging activity. But then when you walk out that feedback that you get from your whole nervous system. You're like, I did this. This was good. And I knew it was going to be good. It was hard, but it was good. So um, I try to fit those in at the beginning of the week, some of the more challenging things. And then, you know, still 
Some things are a little bit more easily practiced just from years of discipline. And so sometimes that's, again, too, those kind of just like fall into the rest of the week, but try to get the bigger challenges sometimes out of the way when I'm fresh after a weekend of rest. Mm, Yeah, that's a nice perspective. I like that. And then you have, it's almost kind of like all downhill the rest of the week in some ways. (laughs) Yeah, it does feel that way. And yeah, otherwise, I sometimes worry that I will like procrastinate. Again, the list writing thing really does help me just to be like, you know, I have this time. This is something I mindfully realized was useful, was needed. And so I do a little bit better about not procrastinating some of those things out of my week completely. But I do still try to get them in like more towards like Monday, Tuesday, and by say like mid-afternoon Wednesday, some of those more challenging activities, whether it's personal fitness or even just work related challenging things that, you know, it's like the things that are harder to do, we're still learning to integrate those in. So sometimes it's a little on the newer side. It's not a set pattern yet. So yeah. And I mean, that is the way to create a new habit. But tell us more about this list writing. because I'm not sure everyone listening knows exactly what that is. Yeah. So I first got introduced to this idea through you. (laughs) And it's something that like has had a really, really big effect on me in so many ways. Professionally, personally, I have a very efficient nervous system, I'd like to say. (laughs) Yes, I love that. And so with that, this list has really helped me sometimes throughout my week before I started writing these lists. It's a way to organize myself to get things done but also it is so much more. That's such a simple statement. It really helps me to do everything I do in a more efficient and effective way. So like I said, it's with my business, it's with my family, it's for myself. And what that does for me on a really gross level to describe it is it just helps me not to have to hold on, keep juggling and you know, keeping so many balls up in the air. Yeah. So that when I see a moment to stop and to say, you know, go and lift weights. And I knew I wanted to do that. And I knew it was something that like my body was telling me, you know, you need to do this. And I had this inner dialogue with myself and was like, this needs to be happening. You know, this is good for me that I don't accidentally procrastinate it away, end up in my, you know, sympathetic nervous system. Like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing something I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And then beating yourself up. Yeah. And then vice versa, when I do know, maybe I didn't get to go do something I wanted to do on Monday and life happens, I can very efficiently, first of all, put it into say Tuesday or Wednesday, I can see where to place that. And then when I have moments to relax, maybe I have only 10 or 20 minutes, I can also very efficiently relax in those moments. So I'm so Mm. much more mindful through all the different activities without the fear of dropping the ball and missing out on something, whether it be, you know, work oriented, which is important, you know, it's important to keep Mm -hmm. that ball rolling, to keep growing and doing that business. It helps us, it helps our families. But then also times when I'm with my family, I have that clarity, like now is not the time to work. That Mm -hmm. stuff is written down. It's going to get done. It's okay. Or even times when I'm relaxing. And again, I'm like, you know, now is the time to relax. And so the effect that that has had being present in the moment, not being scared to drop the ball, and still being really productive with my time, no matter what I'm doing has been like, so beneficial to my nervous system. 
in ways that I kind of really couldn't even have imagined. And it's so simple. Yes. So, and I should yeah. say writing in the list and it was a little bit challenging at first. Mm-hmm. And now I look forward to it. Oh, like that, awesome. Yeah. It's like that big, long exhale. I was thinking, I was like, I was kind of hoping you'd ask me about this. And I was like, yeah, cause I did it last night and I was like, Oh, I just feel so good. You know, again, too, in one way, just putting it down into my planner. It's just like there, you know, it's I've given it over, I put in the work to organize my week. And now I can just enjoy my week, you know, whether I'm enjoying working, or relaxing, or exercising, I can just really enjoy it. (laughs) I love that you said you enjoy work. Because, you know, it's so hard. Sometimes I know a lot of yoga teachers or entrepreneurs, or even someone that is an employee that's working for someone else, sometimes we get so caught up in the grind or we get so caught up in where we want to go that we're not actually enjoying the moment. And I know for a lot of people, we got into doing what we're doing because we actually do love what we do. And sometimes in the day to day, it gets lost, but I love that you're loving it. Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Me too. um, (laughs) Otherwise, it's really bittersweet, the moments where you don't love what you used to love, because now, you know, it starts out as an interest and a passion, you know, and then it can turn into a career, which definitely for yoga, that was the case. So before this, when I did feel like I was kind of juggling and like I wasn't enjoying it as much, it was so bittersweet because it's something that's so dear to me. And that's Mm. what even motivated me to share it. And so, yeah, when... I felt like at a certain time in my career, I didn't have that quality because I felt ill at ease. I felt nervous for various reasons, Mm -hmm. whether I was, you know, trying to keep track of the next thing I had to do. And I was like, gosh, this is so sad because I really do love this. And I don't want to miss out on that joy of teaching. I want to remember what I love and I want to try to continue to cultivate that and share that energy too with my students on like a conscientious level. It's like, what gift am I giving my students energetically? So yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. So you're going through the Catalyst program right now, and that's where you learn the list writing. So what else has been key takeaways for you or maybe shifted some struggles in your life to where you are now? Let's see, the list writing, organizing, but also doing some more restorative practices has really, really helped me and really put in my schedule, like Monday through Thursday, or even Monday through Friday. Sometimes I have Fridays off and I kind of like group it in with the weekend. And I, then those days I choose, I'm like, I'm going to let this day go. I'm not going to hold myself to any to do's, but definitely Monday through Thursday, I wake up, I write out my day Sunday night and I journal, I call it journal and self-study. So journaling Mm. is another thing that's been really, really valuable to me still in mind with that like juggling of to do's and things kind of flying around in the mind and in the consciousness. There's also a lot of emotions flying around in there as well. And you know me, I'm very much like a doer and I love to go on walks and just kind of get up and move around. I really just enjoy that. So slowing down with journaling with self-study. Sometimes self-study is literally just like instant Maui and just quieting my nervous system down. But my whole 
physical body, kind of going through like all the koshas, you know, starting out with the physical, Mm -hmm. slowing down the breath, the prana, the mind, and getting a little bit deeper just to notice, you know, look at where I have been, like, what was I doing before? And just kind of check in with myself. And then the journaling's allowing me to kind of capture those thoughts. Because sometimes when people would ask me questions, I felt like I know something was there, but I had a really hard time putting a voice to it. And Mm. so the journal kind of helps me give my voice, even if it's just for me. Again, it still has that organizing quality of the thoughts. So I can start to work through, you know, sometimes it's not the biggest thing going on. But sometimes I do realize some stuff that is flying around. It's kind of hard to hit pause in life. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's even hard to capture an emotion or a feeling. It's like they go by and they still leave their imprint on us, even if we were able to realize that or not. So the journaling kind of helps me to realize what's going on with me on a more emotional level, which is something I haven't really practiced a lot. And so it's, yeah, it's just been really actually healing for me. I've realized that I've turned away from a lot of emotional exchanges to try Mm. to stabilize because on the gross physical level, I was like, I've got too many balls in the air. I've Mm -hmm. got to be a good teacher and a good mom. And I've got to take care of myself. But I realized that, you know, I really needed to take care of myself within regards to an, on an emotional level as well, that I was a little, I was kind of missing it on accident. I thought that stabilizing and calming myself down, like in Shavasana should be enough. And I've come to realize that it's not quite enough. You know, it's like drinking one veggie juice a week isn't quite enough. (laughs) Mm, I love that. Um, Yeah. And can you describe how you feel personally? Like how does working with the nervous system and journaling and self-study, how does all that relate to what you feel in your body? And if there's any discomfort in your body? Before a lot of the times my nervous system, I would feel like I had all sorts of sensation. I would get sort of like a dense, tight feeling, I would say more like in muscles. That Mm -hmm. would result in um, tingling, burning, numbness. So I've struggled with a lot of things like that from physical stress, which really led me running back to yoga. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to re-relax. I've got to (laughs) re-relax. And I didn't realize how many other places, kind of, you know, the ritual qualities that yoga does talk about like on the more philosophical side, the less like asana side of yoga, the rituals, again, like how I'm getting up and doing my journaling and my self-study. So there's so many other places to access that peace and that ease for my nervous system. So yeah, I constantly felt like I was walking around like on pins and needles. And if something Mm -hmm. slightly adverse happened, slightly destabilizing, like it didn't even really have to be a bad thing, but if it felt slightly uncomfortable, I was like, whoosh, you would have thought, you know, somebody just rear-ended me or something. Mm -hmm. I started to realize as I did your program with you and started to do some of these more restorative practices, slower practices, how often I was actually living in a state of like total dis-ease and just in my sympathetic nervous system, just kind of like a wet cat. I was kind of unpleasantly, I was kind of like unpleasantly surprised, but then I had this moment of like, thank God I'm figuring this out now, you know, the sooner, the better, I guess is kind of my thought. Like I'd rather 
look at this unpleasant truth, you know, it's kind of hard to face that because I felt like a little bit like embarrassed. Like I'm a yoga teacher. Mm. I should be healthier than this. I should know better than this, but I'm still a human being. I'm still going through this human experience. And yeah, so for better or for worse, you know, it's like we all just kind of have these realizations. And I don't know, you know, I guess maybe when I was younger, maybe I was just a little bit more easy, but life's changes and twists and turns kind of brought me to a place where I was like, hang on, (laughs) gotta check back in. (laughs) But I mean, I think so many yoga teachers can relate to what you just said, because sometimes we think that our students or sometimes they do put us on a pedestal. But in reality, we're human and we work through our own things. And when we do, you know, share our experiences and, you know, are honest and authentic with our students, I think in a way it makes for you, I know you are an amazing and relatable yoga teacher because many students are feeling exactly how you feel or they feel just exhausted because their adrenals are ramped all the time or maybe have neck or low back discomfort or whatever nerve issues going on and to hear the story of a yoga teacher saying yeah I've been in your shoes and I've worked through this how inspiring and hopeful is that for them so thank you so much for sharing your story that's like yeah inspiring for the teachers and for students as well Yeah. And I have heard a few teachers say like, yeah, I know what you're talking about and how you feel is pretty normal. And I was like, oh my God, it is, you know, like other people have felt this way or, you know, been, you know, so nervous about this or about that or running around like a crazy person. And I've even heard that in some yoga podcasts and stuff too. Like I was cracking up that there was one teacher, he's out of San Francisco and the name of his podcast was what to do when you're pretty sure you've just taught the worst yoga class of your life. (laughs) (laughs) We've all been there. (laughs) I know. know. And he was, it was like so funny, but so sweet. And he was like, well, first of all, like how you perceived it could be totally different than how your class perceived it, which was like, oh, phew. Okay. Okay. That's good to hear. Like (laughs) Mm -hmm. all those sinister little thoughts that were in my mind, like that little, like the bad elf and the good elf, like on each shoulder, you know? One's giving you the good thoughts, encouraging you, and the other one's like beating you down. That's another thing I would say is that I think of them as mantras, but you've really encouraged us to like, as we do our self journaling and our self, as I call it, self discovery and healing is to start to notice some of the negative thoughts, which like when I first started to do that, I was like, if I heard somebody talking to someone else the way that I I'm talking to myself, I would be like hard pressed to bite my lip and not be like, how dare you talk to another person like that? And I was there talking to myself that way. Like I'm a mother of daughters. I was like, I would be so heartbroken if I heard someone talk to my daughters. So I started to realize, you know, what I've learned a lot of times as a human, but also as a mom is like all of that love, everything really just starts with yourself, your relationship with yourself. And so I've really enjoyed journaling, finding some of those moments that are a little bit more elusive, hard to capture and being like, hang on you, like that nasty thought. I had grab you by the back of your shirt and to take it and to kind of like sit with it for a second and then give myself a new thought 
whether I think there's some truth to that negative thought or not, I'm not stuck with that thought. And it is not have to be my reality. Whatever brought that there, there is an equal and an opposite, wonderful, encouraging, empowering thought. And that to know that with that thought, all of that possibility is there, you know, to be a better version of yourself, to love yourself and others, to have that peace that we all want to have. So those thoughts, you know, definitely help bring me into those peaceful places a little bit more. And I'm becoming more aware of some of my negative inner dialogue much more quickly, thankfully. Mm, so I don't have to mm-hmm. sit with that like nasty voice in my ear where I'm like, uh-uh, no. Yeah. You know? so. yeah, sometimes we can be our own worst critic. And the first step is always that awareness. And sometimes it's, you know, as what you're finding appropriate to switch it to a different perspective or a more positive thought. And Sometimes just sitting with it for a moment and just moving it to neutral is enough to change how you can feel right there in the moment and brings, because I think for some people, moving it all the way to the positive too quickly can feel not authentic or not real or not truthful. Have you experienced that? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't feel like I really... um because it's kind of like a learning experience. I think I kind of was pretty slow with it. Like I would stop and be like, what is bringing this thought up? Like, is there a fear there? Or is there like that's really good history of some experience that's like bringing this up for me. So I would Mm kind of like really stop and look at it. And sometimes too, I'm like, what's the worst that could happen? You know, if I'm nervous about a situation Mm -hmm. and and I'm sitting there Mm -hmm. telling myself, you know, like you're not good enough, you know, do I really think that, you know, nobody's going to benefit from having me around? And, you know, a lot of times the answer, it's like, no, you know, I love people. I love what I do. I've worked really, really, really hard. And as slightly comically because of that self-doubt, I have like, always come back. I want to learn more and be better for my students, largely because of some of that self-doubt that I had initially. I was like, I've got to be better. I've got to do better than this. But to know that I'm like, now that I have that confidence and that peace within me, I'm actually able to share that a lot more efficiently with my students. Yes, yes, exactly. And I love that, you know, your open mind and the ability to ask the right questions to yourself. Because first of all, the hard thing to do is to stop in the moment and create that awareness, which you've done. But then the second part, this ability to ask self-exploration questions and to be open and curious about the whole process, that's where the work really unfolds and opens up to you because you can not only see more than the box that you're going through right now in this time, but then we get to see other perspectives and other answers or other solutions or other ways of doing things. But it all starts with, as you mentioned, stopping, having the awareness and then asking the right questions. It's so wonderful. Yeah. And I think a lot of those and it's funny that I so appreciate that compliment. It means a lot to me mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> because well I was a person who was so scared to ever ask questions. I thought that's mm. going to be like a dumb question with that more, you know, busy, fast paced kind of nervous energy that I feel like I had 
like four or five years ago, stopping journaling, stopping and being in kind of like processing things on a mental and emotional level, but then also stopping in my physical body, doing some of those more restorative poses have really, really helped me to slow down in the moment and given me so much clarity. And I can't tell you like how much that has boosted my confidence just to have clarity of mind and to feel like, yeah, you know, like this is an obvious question that comes up for me. But before I kind of felt like I'd be like in a panic inside and it was just like a blank, you know, when you're nervous and you go blank, Mm -hmm. that's how I felt mentally a lot. And I do, I do think I've always loved going on walks that had a meditative quality to me. And on those walks, I would just think and all the little knots in my mind would just undo. And yet when I would deal with other people, if I was in a classroom environment, I would like kind of panic, freeze, and I was Mm -hmm. a blank. Mm -hmm. So thank you for noticing and even mentioning that. It's something I'm really proud of. It's, I've really done a lot of daily work and just tried to bring that health so that I just feel like I'm functioning in a healthier way. Yeah, Um, I love that. And that's a symptom of that, so. (laughs) Yeah, but I think that's so inspiring for so many people, no matter like what they're really struggling with, whether it is an emotional pattern or habit or a physical one, but knowing that if they pause and just know to like turn inward and be curious and ask questions to themselves that they can come out on the other end. And I think you're a perfect example of that. Yes. So any other parting words of wisdom that you would like to share to other yoga teachers going out there or other people maybe with like nervous systems that similar to yours where they do feel it's more vulnerable at times or they're holding many balls or plates in the air? Any advice to them? I definitely do recommend getting some sorts of support. And I know you and I have Mm -hmm. talked about that is Mm -hmm. that to acknowledge as a yoga teacher, and a lot of times yoga teachers are not just yoga teachers. I have met very fewer only yoga teachers than I have met people that are yoga teachers and musicians and full-time students and mothers. And they also happen to work in a dentistry or have a photography business, (laughs) you know, like so many things that they do. And to acknowledge that, whether they think another yoga teacher is just doing it all on their own and just killing it, it's like, just as important as it is, is to find strength and empower ourselves. It's empowering to get support when we need it. And we live in Southern California. There are so many amazing professionals in our community. So to reach out for that support and also, you know, your catalyst program, I think is a wonderful core program because we can always reference talks, videos, and get a really nice communal sense of support there, that sense of somebody to turn to. I remember having times where I didn't feel secure in talking to other teachers. Like I didn't really know them that well. And I was like, I'd rather, again, just like when, you know, my mind went blank, I'd rather just button my lip and not share that fear for being like a weirdo, like what, what's wrong? (laughs) But yeah, this program has been a really nice really well-rounded and full program. So I definitely Mm -hmm. encourage that, but also just to believe in yourself and be true to yourself. There really is, you know, if you're being true, if you're studying, doing the work, 
and just putting yourself out there honestly. Like there's going to be somebody that has an ear for what you have to share. So I think, you know, just to remember to keep going and that you're doing a great job. And again, one thing I heard is the, you know, nobody just took one piano lesson and then came out and played for, you know, like a symphony or an orchestra. So just to enjoy the opportunity to keep learning the craft of teaching yoga, but to also, you know, enjoy the journey of going through it, of experiencing it. You know, it's like your first podcast might be awful, but your 50th will be awesome. Like everybody starts somewhere. So it's like, we all just got to get those growing pains and just know that they exist, you know? Yes, exactly. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story and your journey and all that you've been through. I think it's very inspiring for so many people. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. And yeah, I hope somebody out there hears this. They know if for some reason, you know, they feel overwhelmed or alone or nervous or sad that they can, you know, get some inspiration here and just get whatever support they need and trust themselves, believe in themselves. (laughs) Yes, love it. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Are you ready for the next step? Well, make sure you head over to igniteyourwellness.com with a U-R, so igniteyourwellness.com for two options. So first, you can sign up for your free personalized stress reduction plan. No obligation to commit to anything at that time. It's free. You'll only invest your time to learn the root source of your problem and then create your own unique plan to move from being stressed out and overwhelmed to fulfilled and balanced. So important, in fact, this critical if you feel overwhelmed, like you're always the one picking up all the pieces from your family, your kids, your employees. You're the one juggling all the plates in the air spinning them all while trying to manage your own crazy schedule and bring in the revenue. And you just want your family and your employees to appreciate you for all the hard work you're doing. And you need this plan to help you live a more balanced life. If you're not ready to chat yet, well then just make sure to head over to the website to download your free wellness survival kit for the stressed out entrepreneur. Every business owner needs this kit to ensure that you're not just surviving during these uncertain times, but you're actually thriving. You'll receive a free masterclass, access to free live trainings and PDF documents to help you move from being stressed out to balanced and fulfilled. So if you feel like you're just grinding it out day after day, and you know you need some mindset work, but right now your spouse thinks you're married to the job, your kids don't see you, you wish they would just be grateful because you're doing all the heavy lifting, you need this free wellness kit to get out of this cycle, to move from being stressed out, overwhelmed, to living a balanced and fulfilled life. So head over to the website and get it right now. I can't wait for you to get started. Bye for now.